Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. They went to school. They got the degree. They're making money. They got the house. Come on, they got the wife. They got the husband. They got the kids. They got the package. Their Instagram looks incredible. Their Facebook looks awesome. Everybody's clicking the likes and how awesome they are. But internally, thoughts like this. What am I doing? Does my life even matter? Like, I I don't know. I'm just tired of the rat race. Maybe we just need to go get a van. Down by the root. No, just kidding. <laughs> you know, may, maybe we just need to go and get an RV and leave it all behind. Let's, let's, just, let's just sell everything. And what those conversations are, because I know if, if, if you're married, you may have had those conversations once or twice. And there's one of you that's always like, oh, are you crazy? What are you doing? What are you talking about? And there, it's just a vent moment. Come on, it's just a moment. But the deeper thought is I'm not satisfied like there's something burning in me that I'm not a hundred percent sure I've tapped into everything that I'm supposed to be does that make sense and here is what I want you to know while we have a lot of vision in this church and we want to do a lot of things and you may not have been here that long but when we want to plant seven campuses, we want to have people, we want to train ministers, we want to see you, God, heal your life, we want to see you walk in wholeness and health, we want to see, we've got a lot of vision here, so, so just know that. But I would hate for people to think that, well, maybe one day, my only way to really serve God is to be in the ministry. I want to challenge that thought, and I think that you're in the ministry right now. I think we need business. I think that's been the epidemic in church culture is it produces people who only want to do church. But come on, we need some lawyers for Jesus. We need some, we need some nurses that love the Lord. We need some doctors. We need some professionals. We need some builders. Come on, we need some business owners that are, because there are some people that did not wake up today thinking, I'm going to go to church. But they did think, I need my car tuned up. Some people went to church, wake up, and they're thinking, you know what? I want to go kayaking. Some of you are like, amen, that's good pastor, that's good preaching. (laughs) And so I think anything that God has done in you, listen to this, is something that God wants you to give. God never does anything for you that he doesn't expect to come through you. God is a God of use, okay? So we may have some incredible budgets, budgeters here. Like you are, come on, schematic, penny-pinching. You, you don't buy anything. You know, I, 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 I got old man wisdom one time. I was young. I was going to do something quick. And this old man said, let me tell you something, son. You can have it good, you can have it fast, or you can have it cheap, but you only get to pick two. 
And I, he said, if you have it good and fast, you're paying for it. It ain't cheap. You know what I'm saying? If it's going to be good and cheap, it ain't fast. You're shopping for a long time. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I was like, boom. <laughs> Here's the thing. For all of us, here is the thing that I think hurts us. We know we sin. And so we feel disqualified to do anything. I can't lead any women. I'm having a hard time leading myself. You know what I'm saying? I can't help any men. I'm having a hard time myself. Come on, does anybody feel like that? I, I, I would want to do something, but dear Lord, you know what I'd said last night when I stubbed my toe. I mean, last night we were having a great time till I stubbed my toe and then words came out of my heart that I didn't, I wasn't even thinking they were there, but they're there. And so my wife was like, ah, oh. my kids were like, dad. And I was like, dang, come on. And I think a lot of times we feel a lot of pressure to live perfect. And where does that pressure come from? Man, we all want desire. Come on, we all want to move and be all that God's called us to be. But we got to realize that God is, listen to this, for you. God loves you and God knows you. Come on, somebody, better than you even know yourself. And so at the worst you that you were, that's the one he wanted. Come on. At the worst you, so come on, at the worst you, that was the you. Come on. You, you remember when you were a little kid and people were picking teams? Come on. Some of y'all like, that was a scarring moment right there. So I just bubbled up something. That's cool. Uh, we, we, we know people who counsel. Um, listen. Uh, but, but that's a very like real and raw moment when people are like, uh, and you're like, <laughs> you know you're hoping your cousin goes first. So like family, you know, you're picked, you're chosen, you're on the team. Well, what about my speech? What about my mind? What about my this? I, I sweat a lot. I, we all look at the things that we do and go, well, this obviously will disqualify me. But here's the deal. God qualified you, and he qualified you through his son. And he looks at you through the son, and all he wants you to do, check this out, is believe. Believe. Well, it can't be that easy, Pastor. I, no, it's not. It's, it's that easy. Because here's what I think will happen. Once you believe that you're wanted, listen to what I'm saying. Once you believe that you're wanted, it begins to change the game of how you serve. But if you're not sure that you're wanted, then you're under all of this pressure to perform. Listen to what I'm saying. And you're hoping if I do enough that I will be noticed by the king. But here's what you need to know. You've already been noticed. You've already been noticed. God already has a plan for your life. There is always, there already God has something working. And so I, I'm excited. I, I want to talk today about living better outside 
uh, the walls. Turn with me to Mark chapter 10, verse 35, and, and, and we're going to roll through this quickly. Um, I'm, my mic's messing up here. Mark chapter 10, verse 35. Uh, when you're there, say, I got it. All right. So what that means is we need to get a Bible, <laughs> get your phone, come on. Some of you are like, I just really like the screen. That's okay, but you can't take that with you. So go ahead and let's get a Bible. Let's get an app. You can get it for free. Download that thing and put some highlights in it. All right, Mark chapter 10, verse 35. And James and John, the son of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him. Okay, we're, so we're having a meeting with Jesus. That's where we're at. And so you may not know, but in Mark chapter 3, we find out who the... John and James are they are called the sons of thunder okay Jesus gives them a nickname called the sons of thunder and, and it's so funny because there's this one uh, moment where people are kind of coming against Jesus and the sons of thunder crackle you know what they say I, mean, I know you probably just read it this morning but I'm going to tell you all right so here's what they say God, do you want us to call fire down from heaven and burn up all these people? And Jesus is like, do you ever look at someone and go, do you really think that? Do, do you ever get that look? My, my wife has that look. She, she, she has that. I see that look a lot. And so she's perfected that look like. And I'm like, you know, so sometimes you can just get the look, man. And you know, okay, that was dumb. I, I get that. I realize, now, now that I see the reflection on your, your the, I see, okay, I got it. Let's, I'm going to redo that moment. I'm sure Jesus was like, hold on, I'm coming to save people and you want to burn them up. You on the wrong team, bro. That, that, that's team devil. Team Jesus is like, we coming here to save people and you're here coming to burn people up. So we're going to have to get on the right jersey, okay? Sons of thunder. Thunder, thunder, and light. I'm just kidding. All right, the thunder. All right, okay, sorry, 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 I'm imagining stuff. All right, all right, here we go. All right, listen, what does it say? Where am I? Teacher, so they're getting ready to talk. Listen to this. Teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask of you. Now, I don't know who starts out a question with Jesus like that. And I would say that if that is your go-to prayer start, you may want to change it up a little bit. Does that make sense? Hey, Jesus, I'm going to ask you a question, but the question I'm going to ask you, I'll ask you if you do whatever I want you to do. You know what? Y'all better get right. Listen, listen, listen. Here's the thing is that... uh. Is that, uh, you know what? You think a building's awesome till you realize there's not much insulation in the tin. <laughs> Here's the thing is, I think there are a lot of people, go ahead and keep turning me up, we're good, that are following Jesus because it's exciting, but when you really dive down to their motive, they're in it for them. 
let's, let's uncover this and let's see if that's what they think about. Let's look at this. I might have to start screaming at you. If I scream at you, I'm not really yelling at you. So don't be like getting your anger all up. I'm just trying to talk louder than the rain. Okay. And they said to him, grant us to sit on one on your right hand and one on your left in your glory. And Jesus said to them, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the cup and be baptized with what I'm baptized with? And they said to him, yep, sure are. They had no idea. Jesus is like, do you understand what you're asking? To be on my right, to be on my left, to have that position. Do you really know what you're asking? Are you able to take what I'm about to take? Do you think like I'm about, like I think? Are you ready for this? Yeah, buddy. Bring it on. Right and left. To the left, to the left. That's me. Right and left. Okay. Listen to this. And they said to him, we are able. And Jesus said to them, oh yeah, we already read that. All right. 41. And when the 10 heard that, they became indignant at James and John. And Jesus called to him and said to them, you know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. Listen to this. This is key. But it shall not be among you. Say that. It shall not be. Come on, this is going to be long. Among you. One more time. It shall not be among you. What that means is, here is society's thought. Here is the kingdom thought. Society says, build an org chart, become the leader, and have minions. The kingdom says, serve those, grow people, give yourself to others, and watch what happens. There's an inversion with the way the kingdom does it and the way corporate does it. I'm not saying that corporate's wrong. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not coming against your job. I'm just saying Jesus says this is the way the authorities do it. But this is the way I do it. Does that make sense? So we got to draw that distinction. Okay, now look at this. But whoever would be great among you. Anybody want to be great? Come on. Anybody have a desire to be great? Some of you are like, that already sounds difficult, so no. No, I don't. Average is just fine with me in our house. We feel good. Come on. Really? Really? There, there's no desire in you to be great? There's, there's nothing burning? In, well, I've been so hurt and so broken that you have no idea. I did all I could just to get to church today. And here's what I would say. We're glad you're here. But that still does not negate the fact that there is something great in you. Does that make sense? Look at, look at this. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever would be first 
Whoever wants to be the leader of this when I leave, whoever wants to be first will be the servant, look at this, of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life for the ransom, come on, listen, of many. Here is what I want us to leave and get today as we talk. And I know we're all focusing and battling, but, but I'm not going to let the rain or the elements stop because I really believe in prayer this morning that I know there's a few people that this is exactly what you need to hear. And some of you have been in church, you've been called, you know there's something different on your life, and because of adversity and setback and personalities and life and seasons, it has robbed some things in you. Come on, listen to what I'm saying. And I'm telling you that God has something for you. Come on, today. Here's the first thing, is walking with Jesus is exciting. It is. Come on, people are getting saved. Miracles are happening. James and John saw the feeding of the 5,000. People getting healed. Come on, we're all in. And it's so fun to watch young believers get saved in our house, in our church. And then the next day, they're all in. Come on. They got the house t-shirt. They're like, got put the bumper sticker on. They're in all the events. We're like, man, we're in. They haven't been hurt yet. Come on, somebody. They're all in. They're excited. And we're like, man, we're just excited, sir. Jesus, whatever you need. They'll come up to me, Pastor, whatever you need, whatever you, what you need. And I'm like, well, I, oh, we, we can use this, this, and this, and this, and this. And you can see them. <laughs> what? I'm called to preach. Okay, well, right now we, need, we have a toilet ministry. And we feel called to the throne. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Y'all knew I had to go there. Come on, listen. Here is my issue, is that while walking with Jesus is exciting, if your relationship with Jesus is excitement only, you will burn out and get discouraged because there is more than excitement. James and John had a moment with Jesus and in their excitement they said we're ready I'm ready for ministry I want to help you I want to do it come on somebody but listen to this it's easy to get wrapped up in what God is doing and let me just tell you this we are super excited about what God is doing in the house since we started, we've seen people getting saved, people driving, come on, driving an hour to come to church. Come on, a church alive is worth the drive. Come on, somebody help me. People are stepping into community, serving, leadership, shepherding. Come on, there's some, some excitement happening here. Young people are getting turned on to the Lord. Come on. Young people want to serve in the ministry. They're not trying to run away from church. We had a young girl who got saved a month ago, came on the trip, told me her story, and my heart began to break over what she has been dealing with. Come on. 
There's some excitement here. This building, we just moved in this building less than two months ago. There's some excitement. God is moving in this place. God is doing something. There is influence. We're getting influence in the city. Now people from the city are calling us because they know the house is not internal only. They they see us out. There's some exciting things, come on, are happening here. God's hand is on this church. And it's exciting to see over the last couple of years, Katie and I have been able to write a freedom class and a marriage class. And we've seen people come through that. And I believe that in the future, other churches are going to use this. And we already have people saying, hey, I want to know about that. I want to do influence is happening over the last three years pastors are calling me hey we see what y'all are doing how can we help what I'm telling you is man it's exciting we have one young man that we want to honor and I thought about how we would do that and I wanted to do it in front of you and so if Adam and Devin and Alexis y'all come up here real quick you have the mic Devin okay and, and real quick, there, there is a young man, and, and Devin's going to talk a little bit about his story, and, and I may chime in because that's what I do. Um, come on, somebody. And, um, and, and, and we just want to honor one particular young man here today, and we want you to hear a little bit of his story. Devin, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So our first summer here, uh, we led this local trip. Um, we had teenagers, and we were loving on people around the area. Um, and there was a place we would go. Because we didn't have a kitchen in the other building, so we would have to, we rented out a place so we could go and eat. Um, and on our last night there, um, there was a young man there that we got the opportunity to meet. And so Stephen met with him and talked with him a little bit, um, and then I got the chance to meet to, with him. Um, he he wouldn't look me in the eye. He looked at my shoes the whole time we were talking. Um, he wasn't. Um, I didn't really feel like he was like secure in who he was. And so, um, but we just got him to start talking. I think we started talking about Pokemon. And and so this young man wasn't in school he had he had, he was yeah. he was out of school because his anxiety and some of his past it was, it was very hard yeah. for him to relate to other people yeah. okay yeah. go ahead for sure uh, but um, we saw something in him yeah. um, and I don't know about you but sometimes we can just look at young Come on, y'all can clap. That's okay. It's, a good, it's, it's kind of an interactive service. And so that year, um, he got saved, and the next summer, um, he ended up coming on the local trip with us. And how was um, that? <laughs> it was, it was, it was, I'll be honest, um, he had a hard time on the trip. I feel like there were times where he wanted to go home, um, and I feel like there were times where I wanted him to go home. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, I could see, again, that God was growing, like, right. getting him ready, and he got to share his story, and I could see that God is doing something in this young man's life. And so he got plugged into our youth group. And then he came the second summer. Um, and I would say it was it's better. It's, be- it's he, better. He was getting there. Um, and then, so that was last summer. But then this summer, man, I tell you, um, he, it wasn't hard for him to come in and be a part of the team. It wasn't hard for him to get up in front of people. We went to Teen Challenge, where is a place where a lot of hard young men are at that have been through a lot. Um, and this 
Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come here, come on up here. And so we're going to pray over him real quick. We're going to pray over him real quick. Well, okay, we're we praying now. Go ahead. Come hold on real quick, man. So I, I wasn't ready to be praying. Man, preacher got to preach. Man, golly, take your foot off the gas. I'm crying. All right, give Hunter the mic real quick. All right, Hunter, just real quick, real quick, real quick. Like one minute, okay? What has God done in your life? But let's just, like one minute of your testimony, and then we're going to pray over you so that people understand that we just didn't make that up. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about like he, he was meeting with a counselor. I mean, it, 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 it wasn't just like, oh, I'm, I'm nervous. It was like, and now the, the counselor's like, bro, you're doing awesome. I mean, he, he, he couldn't be in public school. And then after coming and serving and giving and doing, he started making good grades in public school. Come on. Go ahead. So just real quick, real quick, Rhonda, I know you're videoing, but wave your hand. Y'all give her a big hand. Rhonda is mom and grandma and taking care of Hunter and doing a great job. And so I just want you to know that there's a lot to be excited about. When people see people, yes. come on, let, let's let's pray over him, and then and we'll, and we'll give him a hand, and then we'll, he can have a seat. Go ahead. That's right. Come on, y'all give Hunter a big hand. Come on, come on. Good, 
good. Awesome. We gotta get a picture. Good. All right, y'all go sit down. I gotta hurry up. I got four minutes. Listen. Here's the next thought that I, that Jesus began to unpack for us. Is that transformation begins in other people when we surrender to serving. See, and the reason that I worded it that way is because if you're going to serve, you're going to surrender. Because I'm telling you, what competes, what co really does compete with the bass boat? What really does compete with um, uh, traveling? What really competes with uh, new homes? What really does compete with um, marriage? What really does compete with making a family? What? But if you're not careful, listen, well, here's what will happen. You will put me over the mission, and you are here to build, listen to this, the kingdom. The Bible says that God draws all men unto him. And so here's the deal. The Bible tells us that you did not choose God, that God has been calling to you and calling to you. And you were the ones, listen, that said yes. Like you're the ones that said yes. And so to be on the team and get a jersey, come on somebody, but never play. That means there's a breakdown. And so if I was the coach, I would sit down and go, okay, you're qualified. You got a jersey. You look good in the uniform. What's going on? I remember when my kids started playing football. And they were so excited until they had hitting drills. You know what I'm saying? They're like, Dad, look at me. Take a picture. And I'm like, great. And then they do, then, you know what I'm saying, the bull ring. And, and they didn't want me to take no picture because it was, <laughs> yeah. And there was some real nerves. Like, I want to play, but I don't want to play this part. Come on, somebody. I want to be in the game, but I don't want to be in the game in this season of my life. And here's what I'm telling you. There is another hunter. Yeah. There is another you. Yeah. Because I, I fully believe this. You are here today because somebody at some time yes. stopped yes. and loved you. Come on, listen to what I'm saying. Somebody at some point in time stopped long enough to model something for you. Yeah. Transformation begins when we surrender to serving. And so real quick, I want to give you three thoughts that I think will help us live better outside the walls. Three thoughts. I don't know why this is messing up here. Three thoughts. Because I want to grow as a church. Come on, when I see an empty chair, I take it personal. I'm praying over that. I believe we're one invitation away. Let me ask you this. How many of you started coming to church, not even this church, but to church because someone invited you. Okay? The rest of you were born in church. Okay? So you were invited by your parents. You better get in that car. <laughs> listen, listen, come on, somebody. But the truth of the matter is, nobody comes really on their own. Somebody somewhere modeled something, invited, and did. 
Here's the three things that I want to tell you about our culture because we want to live better outside the walls. The first is this. If we focus on taking care of people, God will take care of this house. If we focus on people, what does that mean? Every person that walks in, we're not opening the door, we're seeing people. Every person that comes in and sits next to us, come on, listen, there is not a force field around us where if we sit next to someone, uh, awkward tension, look forward, don't say hi. Hey, everybody stand up and do a high five. I cannot. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the truth of the matter is we've got, we've got to begin to go, okay, God, I'm not a sanguine personality. I'm not this. I, okay, me and my wife are totally different. I'm energized. Like if y'all said, I'm coming over to your house today, I'd be like, what's up? I get out my cowboy. Um, I got a Dallas cowboy uh, cornhole. I'd get it out and, and we would compete. My wife would start breathing heavy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's just, we're, we're different. But here's the deal. There is a place for you in the kingdom even if you're not an upfront cheerleader. There's a one-on-one -on -one conversation, there's a coffee, there's a conversation, and I am telling you, there is a place for you, not just a place in the church for certain personalities. If we will care about people, God will build this house. Come on, does that make sense? Yesterday, I met a man when we did our outreach. His name was Angel. He had just moved here from the Bronx, and... Uh, I was sitting by the house, be the one connection tent, and I, he came up, and I shook his hand, and he was like, man, what is this? I was like, this is a free event. He said, free? I said, yeah, man, it's free. He was like, okay, and so we started talking. We played cornhole, and uh, I, he met a few people, sat through the ministry time, came to me at the end, and he goes, man. I don't know what is about this, but, man, I feel so loved. And he said, listen, we, my family's not a church family. We don't really go to church, but I'm coming to see y'all. Now, here's the thing. He may come and he may not come. That's not the point. The point is, if the church is not available, then we can't be mad if revival's not happening. Come on. You ain't going to vote in morality you're going to change the city. Come on, help me. Come on. Listen. I think the second thing is we need to understand that every believer is called to serve. And so if we were going to get down to the nitty gritty, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to serve. I'm too busy to do this. I'm too, I've got too much going on. You know what? And here's the thing. Some people step into service and then they, it's not what they expected because it never is. Because nothing you decide to do is what you expected. Come on, somebody. Does that make sense? I thought children would just clean up after themselves. They don't. Okay? And it doesn't matter how many times I tell them, pick up your stuff. It's like I've never told them before. Come on, some, some of y'all like, that was deep. <laughs> Marriage. Come on, I married a wonderful woman. Wonderful, beautiful, wonderful. It wasn't what I expected. 
I expected, come on, eggs and bacon every morning. Eggs galore. Come on, somebody. I expected, honey, how can I serve you? I expected, <laughs> come on, some of y'all are like, some of y'all are like, you were crazy. <laughs> come on. It wasn't what I expected. Before marriage, she laughed at my jokes. After marriage, she was like, you're not really that funny. Come on. Come on, listen, it wasn't what I expected. And so I'm going to serve, and I'm going to come, and I'm going to serve at church. And it wasn't what I expected. I thought everybody would go, you're awesome, and carry me, because I said yes to the king. Come on, somebody. You're not here for us. You're here for the Lord. And God is going to use you, come on, to touch somebody's life. And I'm telling you, that is what makes this thing worth it. The last thing is this. And man, y'all go ahead and come up. Is I believe a serving church is a life-giving church. We use this thought a lot. Be life-giving. Well, what, what is life-giving? Life-giving is not where, we don't have no rows. We don't have no seats in this church. Well, that's my seat. Well, if you get here, it is. Well, you know, they just sat in my seat. There ain't no names on here. Why? Because as soon as we become territorial, come on, listen to what, it, well, that's my door. Well, I'm the coffee per. Well, I'm the kid person. Well, I do this. No, 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 no. We do this, and we're always growing. And my goal is you ain't going to be here for long because you're going to go to the next level. God's going to begin to move on you. Leadership's going to come out. Come on, somebody. There's a ministry in you. And what I'm telling you is when we begin to serve people, we stay life-giving. Because I didn't come for me. Now, there are days that it needs to be for you. Come on. You've been, it's been hard. You need a word. You need a hug. You need to bring it in. A little chest bump. You need that. You need some prayer. You need someone to stand and hold your hand and believe God. Come on. But if every day for 25 years, if church is all about you, you are going to become critical. And I fully believe that many people, not 100%, but I believe many people have been hurt by church because they encountered humanity. And I am telling you, humanity is everywhere. But what's going to stop you from serving? Because if I was the devil, come on, and I couldn't use your boss... Come on, and I couldn't use the fact that cowboys never win. And, and I couldn't use the fact, come on, listen, listen, that, that if I can't use your mate and I can't use your kids to reject you, then I'm going to use the church. I'm going to use something that you care about to hurt you deeply so that you stop serving and stop operating, come on, in who you are. And the truth of the matter is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry you felt overlooked. 
I, I legitimately am sorry. I'm sorry that you were hurting and you felt like there was nobody there. Now I have a couple thoughts on that. Come on. If you don't make no friends, it's going to be hard when your house is burning on who's giving water. But I accept some responsibility. Here's my point. If you're looking for a perfect church, you're going to be hurt. But if you're looking to a perfect Savior, then you're going to be loved. Does this make sense? Here's the conclusion to what I want to talk about. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. Every time you see the cross, I think they have a picture of that, uh, uh, that they're going to put that up. A picture of the cross. And, and we may have forgotten this in our culture because we're trying to remove everything that is a pillar. But this cross means you were served. You were served life. You were served Jesus. Come on. Nailed him to the cross and served you. Well, he, how did he serve me? He didn't even know me because of the foundations of the earth. Come on, somebody. God knew you. God knew your name. God knew your story. God knew that there would be abandonment. God knew that there would be sin. Come on, help me. God knew and he sent Jesus to redeem you, to serve you. And because you've been served... It's time to serve. Will you say yes? Will you say yes to the mission? Or will you say yes to me? Will you say yes and say, you know what? I'm called to be the one. And I may need some training. I may need some help. So go through framework. Begin to start a leadership class. Begin to grow. Begin to do, come on, in this next season of life groups, we're going to have intentional things to help our body learn to grow. Because here's the thing. We believe there's a calling of God. Come on, somebody, on your life. And if you'll say yes to the mission, life will have meaning. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.